he knew that it was a toxic chemical and he knew that it could hurt people. Six months after 9-11, a man who called himself Dr. Chaos was arrested. He led authorities to a stash of chemicals he'd hidden underneath the CTA Blue Line station, right near the federal courthouse downtown. Things like mercuric sulfate, potassium chlorate, also two types of cyanide. So we had sodium cyanide and potassium cyanide. I'm Joe Donlan with WGN-TV in Chicago, and this is Chasing Chaos. For his crimes in Chicago and Wisconsin, Joseph Konopka, a.k.a. Dr. Chaos, spent nearly 20 years in a federal supermax prison. FBI Special Agent Siobhan Johnson says that sentence reflects the severity of his crimes. When people are incarcerated in a supermax facility, it is generally because their offenses are some of the worst that we see. Kanopka spent part of his time at the Supermax in Colorado. It's essentially today's Alcatraz, considered the most forbidding prison in the country. He was locked up with criminals like the Unabomber, the Boston Marathon Bomber, members of Al-Qaeda, mob leaders. Mexican drug lord Joaquin El Chapo Guzman is there today. I came across the story of Dr. Chaos online. I was just surfing around, but as I dug into it, I was fascinated with what happened back in 2002, and I wondered where he was today. Then I clicked on a link to Kanopka's legal case, and I couldn't believe what I saw. He had just been released. I thought, we have to find this guy and see what he's up to. We spent weeks looking for him, traveling hundreds of miles. The search took us to the family's rural compound just outside Green Bay. Hi, we're looking for Joe. Joe? Joe. <laughs> I ran into Kanopka's uncle, Dan. He told me Joseph was living in Chicago. I asked Dan if he'd get a hold of Joseph and see if he'd be willing to talk with me. Hi, this is Kanopka. Away from the phone right now. That was the last I heard from Dan. So we headed back to Chicago and finally got a break. We found an address. I knocked, and Joseph Kanopka answered. Joe, how are you doing? I'm Joe Donald from WGN. I wasn't sure what to expect. Would he decline to talk or maybe shut the door on me? He did neither. In fact, he said he was expecting me. Uncle Dan did tell him we were looking for him in Wisconsin. This is his first interview as a free man. The days of Dr. Chaos are over? Yes, that's... Uh the time that I have put behind me and I don't choose to go back there. <laughs> he was friendly and polite. He even invited us into his studio apartment at one point. As I looked around, I saw he was working on two computers that had been disassembled on a table and on his bed. He was also working on a plate of onion rings with hot sauce. You're on the straight and narrow. So it would seem. <laughs> Photographer Kevin Dolman was with me for our TV story. Kanopka told me he didn't want us to show his face, so we honored that. And then he walked us through the events of 2002. Just a few months after 9-11, Kanopka brought the CTA to a standstill after he was arrested at the University of Illinois Chicago carrying a vial of cyanide. He actually had a pound of the cyanide that he had found in an abandoned warehouse on Chicago's south side. He was hiding it in an old CTA storage room underground. Today, you're trying to put all that behind you? 
Yeah, yeah, that's uh, sort of a chapter of my life that was interesting, and I don't really have any huge regrets over it, but it's not something <laughs> that I want to get back into, so... You don't regret taking that cyanide out of that warehouse? I regret getting caught for it, um, but yeah, I mean, there was there was no ill intent. I didn't have any plan to do any terrible thing with the cyanide. It's just like, oh, this is cool, I'll take this, and... Like I said, I, I regret the consequences, but not so much the action, but then again, it's probably not a thing that I would do again. FBI Special Agent Siobhan Johnson says Kanopka's actions were no laughing matter. He went so far as to rekey the door to a substation so that only he had access to it. He was an extremely intelligent individual and he took steps to actively undermine the safety of our city. This is not something we see every day, and I hope it's something that we never see again. So did Dr. Chaos have a grand plan as he moved around the city underground? Why did he have that cyanide? What were you planning to do with it? I didn't really have a plan. It was just, uh, I was just prowling around, exploring the sort of warehouses and whatnot, and came across a room containing tons of old chemicals and glassware that had been pretty much abandoned since probably the late 80s. Mm -hmm. And oh, look at this giant bottle of cyanide, I'll take that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it was one of those kind of spur of the moment things that you sometimes get to do when you're young. <laughs> Did you think it would be as serious as it ended up being in the end? Uh, at the time, no. Uh, in retrospect, I mean, being as it was right after 9-11 and was in the ventilation system of the subway, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see where it would create some degree of alarm. Um, but yeah, like I said, I wasn't really, I didn't have any particular plan. I wasn't overthinking things at the time. Before he came to Chicago, Kanopka caused hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage in Wisconsin targeting broadcast towers. And in one incident, he shut off a roadside electrical grid and cut power to the town of Algoma. Pete Hack works for the utility there. I, I don't have an explanation for why you would monkey with a switch of 69,000 volts, but he did. Were you trying to make a, met a point? Uh, no, nothing so sophisticated. Uh, it was more I'm bored on a Saturday and I know how to do this, so let's go do this. Um, yeah, there was no anti-government, anti-society thing behind it. And it, I guess it looks nice on the message boards and whatnot, but yeah, there wasn't really a, a huge underlying plan. What about though the radio tower that you've targeted in, in outside of De Pere? Um, if you like technology, why did you target it? Some of it was, just because I can to go and have fun. Uh, like I said, I wasn't really thinking things through deeply at that point in my life. When he left Wisconsin and came to Chicago, Kanopka stole two computers and used them to access networks without permission. It's called war driving. This was a very smart individual. Absolutely, Kanaka was very, very capable with respect to, um, to the cyber realm. So he had been known to use war driving, which is a method in which you drive around looking for unsecured Wi-Fi networks. Um, he was understanding of what it took to access these networks. Um, and he was working with, uh, with other individuals to cause 
property damage to major utilities, um, water, sewage, electric. He was um, really interacting with things that the public need um, in, in a very negative way. Do you think this was overblown? To some extent, yes. Uh, particularly the cyanide thing. I mean, the, the situation in Wisconsin, I mean, that was essentially a 10-year-long crime spree, and the charges that I got stemmed from basically the end of that. So that wasn't tremendously overblown. Uh, yeah, the cyanide thing, I have my issues with that law as well, basically the way that chemical weapons statute is written. Dr. Chaos spent nearly 20 years in a federal prison for his crimes. I asked him how that changed him. <clears throat> well, can you tell us how the transition's been for you? Since you got out, it's it's been all right. Uh, you know, I found work. I've got uh, you know got a job that I enjoy doing, and, and the pay's not great, but it's a good first uh, you know starter out of the situation. Yeah, other than that, just reacclimating, catching up on what's changed with technology and whatnot, and uh, stay out of trouble. I think the um, the one thing, as we read some of the supermax comments. People say you're going to come out of, anyone coming out of these Supermax facilities, people think are going to be even more angry than they were when they went in. Do you feel that way? Um, I have my issues with the affairs of the U.S. government and the Justice Department, but not as a direct consequence of Supermax. I, I actually rather enjoyed my time there, and if I was going to go back to prison, I might consider trying to get back there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. People might not be comforted, Joe, to know that you wouldn't mind going back in. I would prefer not to return to prison, but I mean, if I was returning to prison for you know, whatever reason, because I have a personality conflict with my probation officer or whatever, um, I mean, Supermax wouldn't be a bad place to do it. As part of his probation, Kanapka is living here in Chicago for the next five years. He says his days of living underground are over, but now that he's out, he still likes to explore the city. Yeah, I've just been sort of traveling around and seeing the sights and seeing what's changed and seeing what hasn't. Uh, I kind of liked it better back in the days when the downtown looked like a set out of a Batman movie, but I guess that's sort of a personal preference. You don't have any intention of breaking the law again, do you? No, I've been steering clear of that. I've been uh, enjoying the CTA from above rather than from below. Um, you know, just basically working and staying out of trouble. As for what's next, he says he may be interested in pursuing a job in technology. If at some point in the future when I'm done with my supervision, if I feel like getting back into, say, hacking, there are opportunities now to do that ethically where you can, you can contract with companies and you know, work with them to secure their networks rather than just working against everybody to screw up the world. What has changed the most <clears throat> since you got out? Um, Technology-wise, uh, cameras and storage are really cheap now, so basically everything that anybody ever does is recorded and stored forever. Um, other than that, I mean, it, it all runs on the same basic platforms that I was used to 20 years ago is just smaller and faster and cheaper and more loaded down with advertising and surveillance. Where will you be in five years, 10 years? Where does the story of Joseph Kanopka end? Uh, probably in a different country. Um, and I've been meaning to see some more of the world and I'm kind of tied to this country for the next 
five years or so with the whole supervised release thing, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking on day five years plus one, I'll be on a plane. <laughs> decades after it began, the story of Dr. Chaos lives on as internet lore in chat rooms and on message boards. Kanapka says he does his best to avoid that. What would you say to those people who look at you as someone who's either famous or infamous? Well, I'm definitely a little bit of both and um, I haven't been making any efforts to reach out to those people on the internet who are setting up message boards and commenting and that type of thing and I don't have any plans to reach out to those people. The more we talked, the more Kanopka loosened up. I told him I needed some video for our TV report just to show people that we did in fact find him. I asked him if he had a hoodie he could throw on so we could just get some shots from behind him while we talked. He did agree to do that and then as we wrapped up he suggested we could get a shot of him walking away down the hall. I had to laugh. Now you're directing, I told him. Dr. Chaos, where did you come up with the name? Uh, oddly enough, I, I'm not sure if I actually had it before the really bad Nintendo game of that name or not, but uh, it was just one of those, it came from the BBS scene back in the you know, late 80s into the early 90s the old dial-up computer systems and pretty much everybody has a handle or a screen name that you use on there and I don't know it seemed appropriate at the time. He seemed at peace with how his life has turned out even though he spent almost half of it in prison. I'd heard a lot about Kanopka's intelligence and that became clear to me over the course of our conversation. At the end of our interview he quoted Aristotle when talking about his past. He says there was nothing nefarious about what he was up to all those years ago in Chicago just the mistakes of a misguided young man. I've never really been much of a believer in anarchy myself. Nature abhors a vacuum, and that includes a power vacuum. <laughs> you created a lot of it, though, in your day, Joe. Well, I wouldn't say I created anarchy. I just created mayhem. Chaos. Chaos. I'm Joe Donlan. This is a Nextar production with writer and producer Marsha Bartell, photographer Kevin Dolman, and editor Brian Say. <laughs>